Hey friends, let me jump in here real quick to remind you of our sponsor, 25 Transportation and Solutions. That's 25 Transportation and Solutions. They give you quality transportation, delivery services that you can depend on, getting your freight to and from its destination safe and secure. Contact them at info at 25.org. That's I-N-F-O at T-W-E-N-T-Y, the number five, ive.org or you can call them at 240-479-6376 see you out on the road now let's get back to our episode of the truth and coffee time podcast Hey friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian. Get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations, some random topics, a few cuss words, and a whole lot of us. Brian, let's go. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast. Today, we have a treat. This is Denise, and I am with Mr. B, of course. Hello, everybody. Dry like toast, y'all. Dry like toast. <laughs> <laughs> we have a power couple on, on the platform today. We have Deontay and Tiffany Tolliver, and we are going to be talking about Airbnbs, and we're going to be talking about how they furnish their Airbnbs with um, low economic costs. They help us who are just starting out on that journey to try and figure out the most, uh, The what are you doing? Drinking coffee. <laughs> I hear that slurp. The, 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 the most less economical way of trying to get our first, second, or even third Airbnb up and running. So welcome to the platform, Deontay and Tiffany Tolliver. Yes. How's everyone doing? Yes. Good. We're good. good. We're good. We're good. It's early in the morning. We are. We appreciate y'all for waking up at the crack of dark to um, to take this with us. Um, thank you so much. We hope everybody gets some great information out of this um, this episode, and we want to. Um, give the floor to you and just kind of just ask you to introduce yourself and to also tell us a little bit about the um, excursion that you guys just went on. I, I understand that y'all just went on a trip and had some great times and some funny times. So introduce yourself. Give us a little bit about that trip. My name is Tiffany Tolliver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a military brat, um, as you guys um, probably know. My mom talks about you guys all the time. What? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a military brat, so I've been all over. So I can't really tell you where I'm from. I'm just kind of all over, from all over the place, all over the world. I met this great man 
<laughs> when I went on a so-called excursion trying to figure out my life. And he kind of just popped up in it in Miami, Florida. And uh, from there, it's been, we've been on go time ever since then. My name is Deontay. I'm from Maryland. Now reside in, uh, what, Virginia now? Yeah. Yeah. We just had a, a nice excursion. Uh, we went on a, what was it, a four? A seven day. Seven day trip. But he don't even remember. It was so, it was a blur. <laughs> it was a nice cruise. It was a cruise. We went on, went for our birthday. We went to what, Honduras, Belize, Mexico, Cayman and Cayman Islands. Uh, so it was beautiful out there. It was beautiful to see the culture, um, just seeing all of the people, the great foods. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of the ocean. So it was pretty mm. cool. Pretty dope. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very, very relaxing. Well, First of all, had you ever been on a cruise before, either one of y'all? No. No, nah, this was our first time. So I, that is the one thing that I have reservation about is being on a cruise, not the cruise itself, but that part about being in the middle of the ocean and you can't see any land anywhere. Um, but after you guys have went on and y'all have such great feedback, um, we even talked about maybe trying it, but. Um, we went on a cruise yesterday. It had like little floaties that were in the pool. I was actually able to, you know, wander out into the water, deal with the kids. They had this little rope thing. It had little buoys on it. Um, it showed where the shallow end was, where the deep end was. It was, yeah, it goes it was awesome. Too. They had this thing that looked like the Cayman Islands and had like a little waterfall that came out like that. So in other words, oh, y'all. I, I went I went down a slide that dropped me into something. It was like a hole, but it wasn't. So, you know, I mean, it, it was pretty cool. So in other words, y'all, we went to the pool yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so Tiffany, show your shirt, your Truth and Coffee Time shirt. Here's the Diverse Love shirt. Check it out, y'all. Check this is check this good out. Good job, y'all. Good job. Good, good job. job. Grab the merch. Go grab the merch. I like this Re- shirt. Representing, grabbing that merch. Y'all know y'all can go to www.diverselove.com and get some merchandise. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So we want to talk about Airbnbs. We know that that you guys have a couple Airbnbs. Y'all getting ready to put more up under your belt. Y'all actually introduced us to Airbnbs. Everybody just wants y'all to know this is our fabulous daughter, Tiffany. She is a a graduate from Kaplan University with her fabulous husband, Deontay Tolliver, who is a graduate of... St. Augustus University. St. Augustus University. And he's my great son-in-law and my my daughter, and they actually pulled us into the entrepreneurial business of Airbnbs. Um, yes, yeah, so 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 just I'm saying that to say it doesn't matter how old you are or where you are in your life. Don't um, don't stop learning. Don't stop growing. If you want to step out there, attach yourself to someone you trust who can walk you through the process. And go get your entrepreneur on um, both uh, this power couple. They have other businesses as well. But today we're going to talk about their Airbnb business. And the one thing that really um, intrigued me and I was so impressed with 
is that they furnished um, both of their Airbnbs almost 80% through Marketplace um, with little money. And they are absolutely beautiful. At the end of this episode, um, we're going to give you guys the link to where you can go and view their Airbnbs. You can book them. Very economical in a in a very beautiful place out here um, in Virginia. And um, I just think that you'll love um, listening to this episode. So one of our first um, questions that we want to ask um, both of you or either one of you is at what was the pivotal point that started you out on this whole serial entrepreneurial journey that you're you're embarking on right now? I would say how I originally became an entrepreneur graduating from undergrad. I was literally just trying to stay in shape. So I started off just being a trainer. I played football in college. So after I graduated, I was just trying to stay in shape. I started working out and my now couple mentors that I've had, they approached me in the gym while I was working out a client and they were like, hey, you're a trainer. I was, you know, he was like, let's sit down. We want to talk to you. I was like, okay, I didn't know these people at all. Great guys. So we sat down after I had trained one of my clients and they came across my now company called Cass Fitness. Mm-hmm. How do you spell that? P-A-S-S Fitness. Mm-hmm. Stands for Clear Answers, Smart Solutions. All right. All right. I didn't know that. Did you know that? No. Nah. Wow. Yeah. We started that. Um, they kind of brought me in and wanted me wanted me to be a co-owner. And that originally started like when I was 23 years old. Um, and I think that originally started my entrepreneurial journey. But I didn't really start taking it serious up until about five years ago, where I really started expanding, you know, the fitness businesses and the Airbnbs and, you know, all the other businesses that we have uh, up and running. So that was the original start. Uh, and so with you, Tiffany, I know you've already ha- you already always wanted to get into that entrepreneurial journey. So did that really kind of kick off with that green light when you and D got together? Yep, that's what I was going to say. Um, That pivotal moment for me was basically when I met my now husband. Um, I've always wanted to do something, but you know, I think that it took, you know, somebody with that mindset because I'm more of like, I like to do everything in the background and I can provide all the information from A to Z, but I want to present it to someone and they be the face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when D came along, it was like, oh, he's real good with people and he knows how to communicate and he knows how to, you know, be the forefront or be in the front. And all I had to do was provide all the, you know, analytics and stuff like that behind. And I could just give that to him and he was able to kind of push. And so now that we're doing it together, it's, it's kind of helped me too, as well, to kind of be able to be out in front as well. So that was like the moment when we met like five, six years ago. Yeah. It's always um, awesome to connect yourself with not just a like-minded person, but someone who can push you to your journey and push you in a way that shows you that, yeah, you can do this. I mean, Mr. B did that for me as well. I always knew I wanted to go to college and do certain things, you know, but growing up so, um, you know, growing up where I grew up and I grew up under my grandparents who didn't have, uh, they had a sixth grade education. College was not in the the realms for them. Their whole thought process was you have to work when you get out of school because you got to help pay the bills. 
and you have to stay here and make sure that we're good. And I always knew that that wasn't my journey. I wanted to make sure that they were going to be good. And I was able to do that, but I did it from afar. And then once I met Mr. B, it really just kind of opened up my eyes to all the avenues of the things that I, I could do. So it's always great to connect yourself with someone who can take your trajectory even broader and even further. Don't you agree, Mr. B? I do. I have a question that's actually not on this list, and I hate to do this to you guys, but speaking of that, how do you, when you want to start up an Airbnb, and let's say you're in survival mode, though, mm-hmm. you're not in, mm-hmm. you're not in, you don't have a lot of money, you don't have the know-how, and you're in survival mode. Is this something that anybody can do from a person who's rich or a person who's just okay, in survival sure. mode? Absolutely. Um Honestly, I think when I started, you know, when I originally founded 25 LLC, I was in a survival mode purpose. I think it's just, honestly, I had to pull together $150 just to start an EIN. I didn't pay anybody to start it. Obviously, over the years, you know, I originally had to get the information all together. But originally, I just pulled up YouTube and started the business and I guess that kind of goes into um, just just having the will, having the want. You once you start up the business, that EIN number is everything. Right. Uh, once you figure out that that EIN number is your new social security number, in a sense, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You so for your business, yeah. right? You can leverage that over your social security number. Where you might be rock bottom, your credit might be in the dumps, mm-hmm. you might not have any money, but they don't know that about your EIN. You could start, you could start 20 if you wanted to and not make any money. But the fact that you've been in business for two, three plus years, they will give you any and everything just for being in business. Right. So I think that's the original first step in just figuring out how to make that $150 and on YouTube. And you have a phone, and if you're able to, I don't know, DoorDash or figure out something to just make that 150 just to get that business, just to get that EIN number started, that's the whole start and key of your journey from there. Wow, that is that's very powerful. That was a very powerful question because starting starting from nothing and just trying to figure out how to get that little bit. So you can 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 jump into just something as simple as your EIN number. But now that you kind of went into this journey, I know that you guys listen to webinars, you go to conferences, you you invest now in keeping your knowledge up and learning. Um, so do you do you recommend that no matter how far along you get in this journey, that you continue that that upkeep in your knowledge? Yes, of course, most definitely. Um, Stuff changes on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. Just for instance, like just with the whole Airbnb, you know, certain cities now are saying that, you know, people can't basically overpopulate and buy all these Airbnbs. They have to actually be residents and it's got to be a personal, private residence and stuff like that now. So um, you know, with the whole Airbnb, a lot of things change with any company, but with Airbnb, a lot of things change on a frequent basis. You just have to be up to date. Mm-hmm. Now, I, ju- I actually just heard that recently about Atlanta, that they were putting that rule in about um, the Airbnbs that you have to be a resident and they have to fall under a personal or private property type status. It goes to show you 
that especially in some states that are very rest- are, are restrictive on trying to keep a multicultural entrepreneurship down, especially in these these what I would call chocolate cities. You know what I'm saying? So they try to find a way to stifle your financial growth, which will also stifle your generational wealth. So you have to keep up on that knowledge to try and figure out how do you get around this so you can continue um, you can continue that that growth. So you're right. It ha- it's very important to keep up on that knowledge and find out what those loopholes are so you can continue to do your business and do your business well and successfully. Because no one should be able to tell you or control your entrepreneurship journey, you know. So I totally um, agree on that. So I love that that question on the first steps. Really, that goes into that questions of having the first steps that you recommend. Yeah, I want to touch on that education part a little bit. So I think it's extremely important to invest in that education for yourself. Continue to learn, continue to educate yourself because you could hit rock bottom at any point. At any time, everything can be taken away. But as long as you continue to educate yourself and continue to be in a space of understanding your finances, understanding credit, understanding things that people can't take that from you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. People can't ever take that from you. And you can never be broke as long as you have information in your mind. Mm. I I agree. I agree. Totally. So for you, starting up an Airbnb journey, what were some of the first steps or what are some of the first steps that you recommend? YouTube. Um, You'd be surprised. Um, Okay. It was late night and he would just be on YouTube. We'd be on YouTube. And that's how we kind of started. And, um, you know, we found out about different websites. The What is it called? AirDNA? AirDNA. Or you can just go on the Airbnb.com website itself and just do a general search of Airbnbs in your area or Airbnbs in the area that you're interested in mm-hmm. just to see what is out there. What does it look like if you were an actual customer and you were going to go on that site to purchase? Like, what are you looking for in your, you know what I'm saying? So that's where we kind of started. And then from there, it just kind of, we've just kind of added on to the know-how, know-how, but it just, it literally started from YouTube. Like, or, or just understanding, it's, it's, it's a couple things, right? Understanding your vision, know your vision, know what you want to do. You might not know exactly what scale of of demographics you want to approach yourself to, but understand what vision and where you would like to place your Airbnb, right? A lot of times people place it in just the area that they live, which is great. You know, just it's, it's easy to maintain that way. It's easy to understand. But also one of the biggest things for me was a lot of social media influencers, they do a lot of free webinars. Mm-hmm. You just plug in your email and your phone number and you jump on a Zoom call and they'll go over steps on how to uh, start your first Airbnb. Check out Truth the Coffee Time after after our Zoom call, you know, um, yeah. just understanding these steps will give you the beginning process. And once you start just writing down, jotting down notes and plug in plug and play on what steps you start to start and where you should get your furniture and where you should do these things that will teach you the steps right there. And then you just jump into it. And some of the 
some of the uh, misconceptions is is that you got to buy like yeah that's just I have I have to buy a, a a big house in an area talk no. to us about that do you have to buy or can I rent or can I leave I think that's where the vision comes in like where what are you trying to do with Airbnb because I do know that there's some Airbnbs out there that's just a shared room in someone's house. They're trying to make a couple dollars and they use their whole basement as an Airbnb and they're just trying to make a little bit of income. It's not a business. It's just something just to cover something for a little bit, or they're trying to utilize it to go on a trip. So they need the extra money or whatever that may be. Um, Or you're, you're trying to start it as your business or your main source of income. And what I learned from D is that you don't have to own, you don't have to own anything Mm -hmm. if you start an airbnb you can actually rent lease Mm -hmm. a place and then from there you can utilize that as your airbnb um it doesn't have to be a big house like i said it could be a shared room it could be a room with the bathroom and a common area it can go all the way down to it could be um just they they have now where you can like just rent like closet spaces now it's it's mm-hmm. crazy like you can do so many different things with just airbnb itself um it doesn't have to look like a million dollar home at all you, you, you can either start on airbnb excursions mm. you could set up i don't know you could set up some type of excursion in your background with you know a pool and a movie or whatever and plopping on airbnb just for people to come and do an excursion in your backyard Wow. Like rent, it's like renting the space and having like your own private movie theater. Well, right. That's, that's awesome. Right. Well, let me let me ask you a question because you really tapped into something when you said you can lease. When you when you're trying to do an Airbnb and you want to lease, which which gives you the opportunity not to permanently commit. So if you just want to try this for six months and lease something and then and put it on air and fix it up and put it on Airbnb. If I was right now, if I decided I wanted to go out and look for an Airbnb to lease, what would I look for? What what type of space, not not necessarily space, but even just amenities or area, what would I look for to try and and get my maximum knowledge out of that that journey? Uh, I would probably say the, that that, that, that kind of taps into that understanding your vision, right? I know some of the key things that I look for when I'm driving around. I look for hospitals. I look for airports and some type of beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look for hotels. Mm. Hotels has have already done the research. They know where That's people right. are coming in at. They know where a lot of people are coming in to stay for a couple of days or stay for a week or whatever. If you see those three things, more than likely that is a good area to have an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Um, and our vision, we like to wow. on rental arbitrage. Obviously we would love to get some condos and own them and have, you know, basically Airbnb fund our mortgage for us to create more generational wealth. Right. That is the absolute key. But in my vision, how would I know that the Airbnb is actually going to do good numbers in that area if I just go and buy a home? Right. Right. So that's that was that's the next question. Why not try trial and error? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you research 
in your in your area? How what are some of the tools that you can use to research in your area? That kind of goes back to the first question we just asked. You know, I, I look for those three things: hospitals, mm-hmm. hospitals, airports, hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, we use the just actually going on Airbnb. Mm-hmm. I go on Airbnb, I type in the city, state, I look for different types of Airbnbs. I look for, you know, how many bedrooms there, there are in there. I look for, you know, how much the prices are going for, how many Airbnbs are in that area. Is it overpopulated? I kind of check to see if the property is booked up or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if it's last minute, can I, can I book a, can I book an Airbnb? Mm-hmm. Is it for me to, to book it? Mm-hmm. Um, is the, are they always booked in this area? You know, you kind of do that without even spending any type of money right there. Right. right. Um, and then obviously one of my key gems that I use is AirDNA, mm-hmm. um, which is a website where you're able to not only check out properties on Airbnb and VRBO, um, you're also able to look at just properties that you want to own as well. Right. They give you statistics on how often they're booked in a 30-day period, the revenue. Um, you can spy on other Airbnbs and VRBOs. You can yeah. see how much a, a, a VRB, uh, VRBO host or Airbnb host is making in that particular area. You can see that. You know, Obviously, that's a little bit of money, but if you're, like you said, starting out, we don't really have much funds, You know, start those other ways. Right. And then that start to grow then you are, are still start to be able to go on the air DNA and check out these, you know, statistics and see, okay, well, out of these 20 uh, one bedroom homes in this area, they're booked up 75% of the time. That is a wonderful number. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. statistic right there will give you the whole blueprint on, okay, should I put my Airbnb in this area? I know that if I can rent my property at this price 75% of the time, I will make X, Y, Z amount of money. Okay. This is awesome because one key thing you said too is hotels have already did the research. These huge hotels in the area, they already have done all your legwork for you. So now all you need to do is follow suit and try and find a property somewhere near and then be competitive. Because I know our Airbnbs, our prices are very competitive and lower than the actual hotels that are in our areas. And you have full autonomy, especially with COVID and so many things going on. A lot of people still are not comfortable in being in hotels. And so they want to take themselves or their family, you know, to an Airbnb where they have um, space to move around and not have to worry about you know, uh, anyone in, in their six feet range. So I just think that was very, a very key, um, a very key information that you said. I want to go into, um, a thing about you, you talked about your vision, you talked about the Airbnb and how you can like just pull knowledge when you don't have the money to invest. I want to make sure that we're clear on that. You may not have the money to invest in knowledge, but you need the knowledge. So you need to try and grab all the free knowledge as possible. And then once you start making money, you need to start investing in yourself and in your knowledge to continue that journey. I think that's key. Even with us on the podcast, we started those free uh, Zoom classes where we put our email 
and our name in, and we sit in on these free, you know, Zoom classes, we would take trips to, to go see, you know, your sister, Tiff, and we would literally be in the car on one of those free Zooms on the drive down there, listening to how to launch and how to start a podcast. You know, once we start, you know, monetizing and making, being able to to invest, we start investing and we start buying and, you know, sitting in on stuff. So I think that it is very, that's a very key um, and powerful uh, tool is investing in yourself. My next question to you guys is what amenities do you look for outside of like hospitals and, 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 and other hotels in the area? What amenities do you look for to ensure that your, your um, tenant gets the best possible experience in, in your Airbnb? Um, I guess it just depends on the avenue that you're going with your Airbnb. Um, with ours, we are more looking at those that come in for their contracts for work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we look for these hospitals. So we do um, we do have nurse, like travel nurses that come in and stay mm-hmm. for two to three months at a time in our Airbnb. So we look for airports that are nearby. So that nurse is able to get back and forth from the Airbnb without any hassle. Um, we look for town centers where it's very accessible to move by bus, train, bike, mm-hmm. walk even. We also look for big IT companies around like Google, Amazon, Microsoft. Mm-hmm. We look for those type of companies because where where our Airbnbs are located at the moment is around those big IT companies. And we do know that they have a lot of contract workers that come in and they're staying mm-hmm. for like three to four months at a time so that they can work. And it's very accessible. So those are the things that we kind of look for in our Airbnbs at the moment and where they're located. You can look for a lot of different amenities. Once again, it just depends on where you want to begin your Airbnb. I mean, if you want to be on the beach, then you're going to look for those type of beach amenities like swimming, snorkeling, yeah, you know, all those type of things. You're going to look for those things. Mm-hmm. And kind of and to touch on a little bit on that, again, one of my mentors uh, that started Cast Fitness with me, he is big in IT, huge. And when he found out that I had, you know, an Airbnb in the area that he he normally travels to all the time, I didn't know that his company actually pays. Instead of them going into the office, they mm-hmm. will pay them to just get a room just for the day mm-hmm. with a kitchen, a living room, a bed, a business center just to work instead of paying for office space right and having a huge building they would rather rent a mm. hotel room just for them to be able to work mm. wow. and he kind of touched base and he was like like you have a great thing going in that area like you should reach out to my company and see if you can just get on that list to mm-hmm. where we can bring our our you know our employees to just come in here and just work Right. Mm-hmm. And this is where we're setting up for IT. So, you know, so just having, again, that vision and our vision was travel professional. And that's what we wanted to focus on. So we wanted those, you know, the, the business center, some places to walk, mm-hmm. restaurants, you know, they get tired of, um, you know, being in the office all day. So they, you know, walk downstairs, they can go to the gym, mm-hmm. uh, have the pool side, you know, thing, things like that um, that they have. Um, right there 
that we can offer all in one facility. Right. And not to go anywhere far. It's like a campus. What's up, y'all? It's me. I'm a Granjoy. Speaking of Granjoy, you should get the book on DiversClub.com, Amazon, Target, and Walmart. You should listen to the podcast, too. Truth and Coffee Time. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Bye-bye. See y'all later. What I like about what you guys said is, first, you got to find your niche. Mm. You, I mean, if it's vacationing, if it's dealing with uh, professionals like travel nurses or if it's dealing with IT personnel, just that's how you build your amenities. You build it off whatever clientele you're trying to reach to. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 good. I like that. So I wanted to direct this question to Tiffany because I have actually been with Tiffany when she w- walked through a blank space on Airbnbs. And even with our Airbnb, I remember her, her you guys finding it and she FaceTiming me and walking me through a blank space. And as she was walking me through it, she was like, point where this this should be, this should be. When you walk <clears> through <throat> that blank space, because I know D didn't have this DNA. So when you <laughs> <laughs> when you walk through that blank space, do you automatically kind of see your decor vision of how you want it set up and how you want it to look? Um, yes. So when I walk through a space, I actually see, I I can literally, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, mm-hmm. but it's, I can see it. And, it. and I also, I look at pictures. I'm always looking at pictures. I save like pictures all the time. Like I'll just screenshot a picture. If I see something that I like, I'll be like, oh, I like that. And I'll just screenshot it and take a picture mm-hmm. and some odd way, some way it always happens to where when we were walking through these Airbnbs, I was like, oh, remember that picture I took? And I'll just go through my phone mm-hmm. and I'll be like, okay, that looks good right there. And then I'll just, from that point on, it's like I can base everything off of that big piece of furniture. And all of a sudden just colors just come. And I'm like, all right, I want it to be this and this. Mm-hmm. These are the colors that I want for this and Airbnb. I remember when we walked through our Airbnb, you pulled up a, a a photo uh, that you saw on on marketplace and and it was someone who was selling a photo a, a wall painting and they were selling it for like $25 and you said mom this photo is what i want the entire airbnb colors to be based off right. of course i'm looking at you like uh, okay it's just a, i couldn't see that just it's just right. a photo you know but I just remember you saying everything was going to be based off of that color. And I'd be doggone everything in that Airbnb was based off and it is, and turned out absolutely beautiful. Talk to us, especially like what you and Dee was saying, when you're just starting out and you're trying to build that capital, that little bit of money to get started. Tell me how you figured out how to utilize Marketplace to furnish an entire Airbnb. Okay. So it just started with basically at first I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to, you know, Salvation Army or, you know, different consignment shops just to see. Mm-hmm. Um, at first I really wasn't really into marketplace like that. Um, but once I started, like actually I just went on there one day and I just started plugging in 
different things or not even plugging. I just started looking at what was for sale in my area. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we live near a military base, which is perfect because we have people that are leaving constantly all the time. Mm -hmm. And when they're leaving and deploying to these different countries, they're trying to sell everything. Right. And they'll sell everything to for nothing almost. It's almost like, hey, we're trying to leave and we'll just give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was, I was just taking pieces and it just so happened. I'm not really sure if it was just a month. I'm not really sure how deployment works. Like, is there like a month of the year mm-hmm. that we're before just everybody's leaving? But it was like everybody was just trying to get rid of everything. So as soon as I would see something, I'd be like, I want that piece. I want that piece. I want that piece. And it was just, it just worked out that way. Mm-hmm. We got everything off of Marketplace for the most part. Um, we went to consignment shops and got little pieces and stuff for a dollar up to five dollars. Mm-hmm. It just worked out that way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, for everyone who's listening, I'm in our show notes on, um, on, on the, the the podcast platform and on our website, we're going to make sure we put links in there so you can view the Airbnb, so you can view some of the, the, the consignments or marketplace that she is referring to. I know for a fact that with, <clears throat> with our Airbnb, we ended up furnishing our entire Airbnb for less than $1,800. And we were, and I, I mean, brand new pieces, you know, pieces that was gently used or stuff that was never even open, you know, that was never even open out of the box, things that people had bought that they just didn't want anymore. Or they couldn't utilize anymore. Or they thought they wanted it in this space and it had just been sitting in the box. Now, the things that we, the things that we did not um, get on consignment or marketplace was like your, your utensils, like all that stuff is new, but you guys thought of everything in your Airbnb right down to a, a coffee machine, the coffees, the sugar, the cream, the the utensils, the pots and pans, the towels, the, I mean, everything, you thought of everything in your Airbnb. Was that a part of your research too, looking at other Airbnbs or staying at other Airbnbs and seeing the amenities that they have within to make sure that your, your tenants are comfortable? I think it was both. I just think it was both, like actually staying at an Airbnb as well as just looking at other people's Airbnbs and then as well thinking since we are professionals and we do have careers, it was just like, okay, what would we like in an Airbnb if we were just going to go for work for a month or so? Because once again, those type of travel professionals are leaving their families. So they want to come to a place where it feels like home. It's not necessarily home, but it feels like home and they can get Mm -hmm. comfortable and it's their space for the moment, you know? And so we were just thinking about just different things um, all the way down to just miniature games and cards and chess yeah. and just different things like that. Like anything on that? Yeah, I just, uh, you know, um, just understanding what would you like in a space? You know, just understanding, you know, what would I like if I was to be staying here for a month or yeah. a week? or two days, what I like, you know, what I like some coffee, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I love coffee, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a whole space of a coffee center where, you know, it's like, hey, we got different types of coffee, sugars, creamers, you right. know, that nature and boom. Yeah. And, you know, you just kind of, eventually you just make yourself a checklist. 
of things that you need. What I like about your yeah, we see Tiffany's checklist. <laughs> what I like about your your Airbnbs is the actual space. It's not cluttered. Mm -hmm. It's 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 put together right. When you walk in, you got internet immediately. All you gotta do is hit the QR code. You're up and running. Mm -hmm. um, everything is electronic. You don't have a key you have to work with and get in. You just mm -hmm. tap it. You walk into the walk into your space. Uh, you you have a concierge at the front desk. They're like you, perfect space. Think mm -hmm. about it. You walk mm -hmm. in, you talk to the person, they give you a parking pass. If you have a car, if you don't have a car, they call you. They yeah. say, hey, uh, do you know of any um, car rentals? And then here you guys come with, eh, I got cars. Uh, just let me know what type you want and I'll have it delivered. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's 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 awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's good business. Yeah. And and I kind of want to touch base back on that kind of last question you guys were talking about as far as um, starting this space without any money, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to furniturize it. You want to create a list of things that you need, right? Mm -hmm. Well, one of the biggest avenues that you can have, and that's why I kind of say start with the EIN number, right? Mm -hmm. You can use Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. and create a net 30. Mm -hmm. Those that doesn't understand what a net 30 is, where you have 30 days to pay your mm -hmm. uh, invoice, right? Mm -hmm. Well, having an EIN number, you can start your business account on Amazon, order the items that you need. Right. right? You have 30 days to pay it. And once you get your Airbnb up and running and you get paid, you just pay your invoice back. So now this is giving you a space to get started without even having a whole lot of money down just to get things in there to get yeah. started. See, yeah. that's a nugget. Yeah, that is a perfect nugget. Yeah. I'm gonna put that on the show notes. Yeah. That's something I didn't even know. So yeah. that is a perfect, perfect nugget. Um, you guys also, you said something, you and Mr. B were talking about rental cars. You guys also, have a Toro business that you have cars on Toro. So when a person come in with an Airbnb and they need to rent a car, you can also offer them a car to rent. So you give them the whole package. So right. I just love it how you're you're thinking uh, pro about the professional that's in your space. What do they need right down to the car, right down to if they have a dog, I know you allow them to kennel a small dog and you have a dog spa and dog hotel right there in your building right. if they need to do that. And, you know, people love their dog. We love our dogs. So people love their animals. And so I love that you think of every small detail for the person that's coming in. Absolutely. Imagine coming in and you're flying in. The airport is, is five, 10 minutes from uh, your Airbnb space. Mm -hmm. When you get there, you have a Tesla in your garage waiting mm -hmm. on you. You have, you know, your, your dog spa. So you got your companion, uh, your dog companion right there. Mm -hmm. They're clean and happy because they got a spa and mm -hmm. a place to run around. You know, you got your car downstairs. You got the gym. You got the pool. You got all these things. Is why, why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Right. And, and I know, and yeah. I know Tiffany makes sure that when they walk in, they have a basket of goodies and a bottle of wine. And, yeah. you know, so you you make the reception so great for the person that's coming in. And I've seen the reviews 
And I know that people appreciate um, everything that you do. I wanted to ask a real quick question on that too, because you guys do a lot for your Airbnbs and I know that your Airbnb business is growing. Do you recommend managing your Airbnbs or do you recommend trying to get a property manager to, to do that for you? I think for your first Airbnb, you should always be able to be accessible mm-hmm. to your Airbnb. Because mm-hmm. um, I do know that a lot of people want to be like, oh, I want to get an Airbnb. And it's like 10 hours away from them. Mm-hmm. So it's not readily accessible. And I think when it's like that, I most definitely think that you need a property manager because there's no way that you can get to your Airbnb as quick as you can. Right. Um, so I think that the first couple Airbnbs, I think you should be a little bit hands-on just so that you can kind of trial and error. So you can kind of figure out, oh, this worked, this didn't work. Mm-hmm. We could do this, but not do this or whatever. You know, I think that that's how it should be. So for your first couple Airbnbs, I think that you should personally be the property manager just so that you can get your feet wet to figure out what you want to tell your property manager when you get your 15 Airbnbs or how you want want them to run your Airbnbs. Right. Prime example, right? Uh, Someone who's in our place right now, literally when they called me uh, a couple of days ago, when they got in, they saw the place, they, you know, just expressed how much they loved it, how much, you know, how nice it was. And they, I believe they are from like a Canada area. Mm -hmm. They literally asked me, hey, if we get an Airbnb, we're here for 30 days. If we get an Airbnb in this building, can you manage it for us? Wow. Wow. Literally. Wow. So just understanding. You said yes, right? Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. But, you know, you can be in a different area and get your property manager. Hire you someone to, to run it for you. Mm-hmm. And that's a way that you can make residual income and not do anything, mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. because you can hire someone in to be that property manager that, that can take care of the cleanings, that can make sure that, you know, if anything is damaged, that they have someone to come in there and fix a hole in the wall or mm-hmm. put a light bulb in or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Um, and that is one of the biggest things of being in corporate leasing of where we're at the we have a property manager in the building Mm -hmm, let's mm -hmm. say it's the middle of the night and the power goes out Mm -hmm. well i'm not getting out of my bed to go she just call right (laughs) to go get it well that's why we're in this building right i can send an email to the front desk or call the front desk and they'll take care of their property managers at the building Mm -hmm. take care of electricity or if there's a plumbing issue or if i don't know the dishwasher is broken whatever you know those things are things happen things happen right those things are free and that's the thing about not owning your property because i have somebody right then and there that can take care of it right there and i think that is the biggest difference between renting and owning your airbnb is I have a property manager right there where I don't even have to come out of my pocket a dime mm-hmm. and they will come and fix it right then and there, or at least the next day. But I think that, that both of you have such great ideas around this. Like it's a hybrid, 
you are accessible still. Just like Tip said, you are accessible and you are managing the day-to-day of your Airbnb. So you know what you want your business to look like. That way, when you do talk with your property manager, you can tell them, no, this is how we run this. This is the do's and this is the don'ts. Which brings me to this question to you. What were some of the mistakes that you made at first when you first started the Airbnb journey? I would probably say... I, I'm 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 starting to not become a big fan of having someone stay for 30, 60, 90 days. Mm-hmm. Um, it is good money. I, I will not shy away from that. If you're looking to maximize your profits, shorter stays are better. Why? Why is shorter stays better though? Because when someone stays for 30, 60, 90 days you're obviously going to give them a discount, right? You don't want to mm-hmm. break their pockets to the point where it's it's not affordable. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it has to be somewhat competitive, but versus someone coming in for a day or two, or let's just say a three night minimum, you can expand that price point per night and still make seven, $800, you know, depending on where you're at, you know, for just for three nights, you know, and you can imagine if you're at anywhere from, you know, 75 to 85, 95% capacity a month. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, versus someone staying for 30 days, you know, you're, you're giving them, you know, depending on what you're giving them a 10, 15, 20% discount each. So you're taking that, you know, that 20% revenue away from yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That makes sense. So in that in that same vein, though, have you ever had to turn down someone who wanted to to lease your Airbnb or rent your Airbnb? Absolutely. Um, we actually one of one of our key ways to advertise, which is an, here's another nugget. Um, we use Facebook Marketplace or wow. Marketplace. Mm-hmm. We use Marketplace and literally I will post it. She will post it. And we get five to 10 different individuals every day, every single day that want to see our property and want to rent it. And we just send them our Airbnb links. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but a lot of times they want to go outside of that. And we like to use the Airbnb, the VRBO to keep it safe for everyone. That's right. right. And safe for yourself. Mm-hmm. And safe for ourselves. <laughs> We're always going to get paid. Mm-hmm. We have a million dollar insurance policy through mm-hmm. Airbnb and VRBO with them renting there. Mm-hmm. They do background checks. Yeah. So we don't have to screen our tenants yeah. often. Yeah. Um, we're able to kind of control it, control it a little bit mm-hmm. um, by, you know, using those platforms. So a lot of times people come to us and they just don't want to use it. And we have to say, well, sorry, you know, we, we can't do anything about that. Yeah. Right. Or, or just in general, they want us to basically give the place to them next to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Not right. going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I get a discount? With, it's already discount. Hey, can I, what, how, let me get a family discount. <laughs> yeah. Get that family. <laughs> the funny thing is, I don't, you won't go to a hotel and ask them like, hey, can I get, you know, half off on this, on this property tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to pay it. Yeah. So. You know, 
Yeah. Thank you guys. Um, I love this conversation around Airbnbs, around the, the economical ways of using marketplace and that net 30 for Amazon did not know that. That is awesome. Did I also didn't know that Airbnb and VRBO um, helps you to actually vet um, your tenants, your 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 tenants, your potential tenants. Um, I knew that we do a, a, a little bit of vetting, but I didn't know that they actually helped you vet them. So they're there to keep your property as safe as possible, and also your financials as safe as possible. So. I love that. Thank you guys for being on this, on the Truth and Coffee Time podcast and explaining to us about Airbnbs and the economical way of furnishing them. Um, I have an idea for y'all. We can talk about it once we get off this this episode, Um, but I do have a a, a position that that I want to propose and an idea to keep this entrepreneurial journey going as well. So here we go. And here we're going to do a wrap up. But in this wrap up, we always like to ask our guests three questions from our previous podcast episodes to just get your take on those um, episodes. So from season two on episode 14, um, it was a topic we talked about that everyone is not a hater. When people come slide into your DMs and they may say something like, you know, I don't think that you should have posted that, or I don't think that you should have done it, or I think that you should have done X, Y, and Z. We're so quick to call everyone a hater, but sometimes people are just giving you a genuine, you know, opinion, and they're trying to help you along. When we, when we got outside of that thought, we were able to see the forest, you know, for the trees. So do you guys believe that statement that everyone is not your hater? (laughs) (laughs) that's that's my statement i'm sticking with it everybody my head (laughs) no um i think it's the way that you know the i I think it's the way that people present it um If you are not open for criticism or if you're not open for certain comments, then you're going to take it as such. Um, And also just, I think you're, you're a hater when you go looking for it, if that makes sense. Like, I think, I don't know, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's more of like, if I go on right now and I'm looking at my DMs or I'm looking at comments Mm -hmm. and my thought process is already like, I'm looking negative for, space. Yeah, I'm looking for it. I'm gonna take it as such. I'm gonna take mm-hmm. it as oh, they hating. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going on there for content and just trying to learn and figure out, all right, how did I do this or what way did I do this? Or you're not gonna take it as oh, they're hating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to look at it because some people think that every constructive criticism is hate. I mean, me and Mr. B get some. Some some comments. I'm just looking at this next question because I didn't look at it prior to this. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that it, it's a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you take it how you want to take it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you can be hurt if you take the words and you feel like they're hurt, hurting. Right, right. You know, so 
I mean, I I just look at it and I either, you know, take it with a grain of salt and just say, all right, well, let's, let me try that or let me not try it or that's not my vision and that's why I won't do it or I try it. And you go from there. You can't please everyone. And you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. That's not what we were put here for to right. do anyway. So I have, I'm going to save that question for last. So I have a next one, which came, came from season two, episode 23. How superstitious are you? Yesterday, um, Malia was sweeping in the kitchen. And uh, no, Friday, Malia, my, my middle grand diva, uh, grand joy diva was sweeping in the kitchen. And me and my brother was in the kitchen talking. And she swept my foot. See, I told you. And I almost lost my mind. My brother stopped immediately. Like he couldn't even, we were in a full-blown conversation. As soon as Malia swept my foot, it was like, uh, the conversation stopped. I grabbed that broom and spit on the broom. And my brother was like, girl, you don't be sweeping nobody's damn foot. Don't you know what happened when you sweep? <laughs> my, poor, my poor grand joy was looking at us like, y'all have lost your mind. And then, of course, she was like, I ain't using that broom. You can spit on that broom. <laughs> so this is a superstition that has grown with us since we were kids from my grandmother who she got from her mother, who she got from her mother, you know, that you don't sweep people's feet because it's, it's bad luck. Mm-hmm. So what super, do you believe in superstitions? And, and if so, you know, let us, you know, talk to us about it. He looking like, I don't know, man. <laughs> that what it's called? Is it called superstitious? Because I don't, I don't, we don't call it that. It's just how we do it. Up. I just think that's how we grew up because I mean if you broke a mirror, do you really got split the pole? <laughs> you know, you don't split a pole. You don't put nobody purse on, on the, the floor. floor. Yeah. You ain't never have no money. <laughs> you ain't gonna never have no money. That is big money. Well, I'd be, hey. be trying to put it on the top shelf <laughs> on top of the refrigerator. She never said if I put it up there, I wouldn't get no money. So I try to put it up there. Mm. Then money will fall in the purse. Look at me. like, my wife done lost her mind. I'm trying to put, the, put my bag on the step. And I'll be like. I don't do that. You lied. You just lied. As long as it is. Hey, hold on a second. As long my as mama has always <laughs> taught me that. Don't put my bag on the floor. <laughs> Now, I know I would do that. Step, it's still <laughs> elevated, right? <laughs> <They> don't know. <laughs> All right. So, next question, last one here on on this is from season two, episode eighteen. The topic was: Should you walk your daughter down the aisle if you don't like her mate? <laughs> now that that episode kind of got heated. But I don't I, I don't think a father should give a blessing by walking their child down the aisle if they know that that the dude that they're walking the, the child to or person is bad for them and not just bad because they don't like them. I'm not talking about that. But if that person is truly bad for their child and could get their child in a situation that is either unsafe or harmful in any kind of way. Do y'all believe that? Deontay. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
if you're not <laughs> blessing them to get married, why would you walk them down the aisle? Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Like, no, if you're, I agree. Because I mean, that's the first step first. Like we can't just skip to them. Oh, we're going to walk them down the aisle. It's what the man should do is ask. He did um, it. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these faces. <laughs> me and trey we was we was out uh, working trey out okay because you asked trey first yeah. didn't you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you asked for trey's permission first oh, yeah. oh trey knew he <laughs> he in trouble yeah he did know <laughs> um but yeah i think that it starts off with that um if there's no blessing there i don't think that you should walk them down the aisle. I mean, any sensible man, if you're anything like my father, he ain't doing it. <laughs> yep. We're gonna go get some ice cream and talk about it. <laughs> what about you, D? What's your thoughts on that? Because you know, you are you are a father, you know you don't you have you only have girls, but you want your son to be the best representation of you, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um it's a tough choice because you you want to love your your child. You want to um, be there for whatever decisions that they make, regardless if they're right or wrong. Um, but sometimes you got to allow them to, you know, make the decisions that they make. Sometimes they don't even listen to you. And well, we know that. They, they rebel against everything that you say. Mm-hmm. So whatever you say, they're going to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just, just because. Yeah. No reason, but they just doing it just because. Yeah. So what happens if you just support them? Yeah. Will they figure it out and just back out? You know, it's kind of a thing where, you know, you just got to kind of, you know, know who you're dealing with. If you know who you're dealing with, you can deal with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my take. Well, I, I love that you guys have agreed to come on. I know that what I do know from both of you guys is that you're not just doing what you're doing on your entrepreneurial journey for you. You're doing it for your kids. You've brought in your in-laws and Tiff, your mom and dad. You want to bring in your sister. You want to bring in your brother. You want to bring in your family. I have seen y'all pull in your family members, even your family members, their cleaning company do our cleaning. Like, we want to make sure that the family, every, there's room at the table right. for everyone to eat. Now they have to, we can't hand, we can't give them the, 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 the handout, but we can give them the hand up of saying, okay, when you're ready, come talk to us and let's see how we can get you on this entrepreneurial journey. Um, I know that this is something your sister wants, your brother wants your family wants your you know your your brother your sister your kids and i'm just so impressed that my my inspiration goes beyond being your mom and your mother-in-law my the inspiration is like if i was sitting back on the outside looking in and i didn't know y'all and i saw your journey but i see how you're always trying to share your knowledge with people, especially your family members. Now they have to make the step to come in and 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 learn and do what you do, but you're there for them. And I just, you know, I can't wait to till the light bulb clicks with them because their timing is their time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we are 
we are we are in our 50s and the light bulb is just clicking all over the place now. So there's never, there's never a time limit. It's not too late, you know, so thank you guys. So where uh, and how can people, if they wanted to review your Airbnbs, look at them, book them, where do they go to book your Airbnb? Um, we have a link set up where we just send out to people. Um, you can reach out to us at info at 25.org, I-N-F-O at T-W-E-N-T-Y, the numerical number five, I-V-E dot org. Mm-hmm. Uh, info at 25.org. Just email us and we'll send over some links to you guys. Um, you can check out our properties. You can book. Um, you can, you know, if you have any questions about Airbnbs, you want us to, you know, help you start your first Airbnb, whatever, whatever uh, questions you have. You check us out on Facebook Just, too. You know, if you yeah. have questions, messages. And I do know, I do know that you guys, this was that, that opportunity that you're going to be starting a whole new social media because I know Tip, you got time. We're going to start a whole uh, new social media platform where you will be offering um, at a, a, a low cost for people to to tap into learning about Airbnbs, learning about Tarot, learning how to get their IEN number and even kind of helping them for a small fee. EIN? Platform. EIN. EIN, yeah, your EIN number. So I will, I know that we're going to be getting that together and I'll update the show notes to put those things out there as well once you get those those offerings together. I know you're not trying to break the bank, but your time is worth money as well. So, because um, what is it called? You got time. You got Tolliver? time. You got you time. time like you got time, Tolliver. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I want to um, ask you guys if you would have any parting words or words of advice. Um, for our audience uh, before we wrap up. But before we get to that part, what favorite brand of coffee do you guys um, like? Or flavor or whatever coffee do you like? Or tea. Because uh, I know D is a tea person, isn't he? Yeah, that, but we won't hold that against him. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite type of coffee? Um, I think it's called Morning. What What is it? Dad, you know, what is it called? Is it Morning Glory or is it? Morning Glory, yeah. Morning Glory Caramel, um, the butterscotch one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really I good. I had that one. Mm. Really good. I thought I had every flavor. I don't think I've had that one. I like I brought some to your house. I'm a peppermint tea. I type. didn't, but I, I didn't try the butterscotch though. I think I was drinking them when I was mm-hmm. coming to your house, even though I brought them to your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a peppermint tea type of guy. You just walk around sniffling. <laughs> just <tea. laughs> all, all you, got my nose open. All eucalyptical. Uh-huh. Well, I know this morning I'm drinking, what am I drinking? Oh, caramel. I'm drinking caramel from a donut blend. And I, you know what Mr. B is drinking. He's drinking black coffee, just dry dark as roast. toast, dark roast, you know, nothing, you know. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> as we're wrapping up, guys, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, this has been such an inspirational conversation for us. Um, we're all, the whole family are proud of, are proud of you guys. Um, uh, your sister, Tiff, your brother, we're all 
you know, proud. I know the, that your mom, you know, and your family is proud of how you have um, excelled in your mindset of just knowing that the world is your oyster and you guys are unstoppable. So we are very proud that you are taking that step to be not just independent, but to, to generate generational wealth for everyone that's coming with you and behind you. So thank you for that. What are some parting words or words of advice that you guys want to offer our audience before we wrap up? Um, it's not enough to dream about it. Mm. Take action. Take action. Take action. Don't just sit there and figure, oh, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to turn that I want to, I'm doing this mm -hmm. and go do it. Yeah. yeah. Nothing has to be perfect. Just start. Yeah. It has to be perfect. Just get started. Because once you get started, you can make it perfect. You can perfect it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I have a, my friend Julian said, just do it afraid. Do yeah. it afraid. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was listening to, um, you know, Jay-Z's uh, podcast, not podcast, but interview yesterday and- Heart to Heart, yeah. With yeah, Kevin Hart. Heart, mm -hmm. with Kevin Hart, and that was one of the biggest things he was saying. Just, you know, you just have to go sit at that table with other people or by yourself mm -hmm. and just go do it. Mm -hmm. Because if 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 you got to run to where you're scared at yeah. and don't shy, oh. you don't shy away from where- you're afraid, just run to it. Yeah. You never know what you're gonna accomplish if you just just go do it and just get started. Yeah, that was a very motivating uh, interview. Yes, very, very. What about you, Tiff? Any parting words or words of advice? Your phone is money. Yeah. You already carry your phone around mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you could utilize your phone as money for anything, yeah. for absolutely anything you could sell, anything mm -hmm. you can sell anything and all you need is wi-fi in your phone and you already carry this around and every platform now has an app has the like has the the demographics or whatever to sell something mm -hmm. or to to learn something tiktok facebook youtube mm -hmm. all of it all of it yeah mm -hmm. so i think that you know Knowledge is everything, you know. Sleep don't make no money. Yeah, nope. yeah. That's what David Shan says. Sleep is for suckers. What's <laughs> <laughs> the residual income? <laughs> yeah. You got time, Tolliver. You got time. Uh -huh. <laughs> you got time. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the Truth and Coffee Time podcast. We interviewed Deontay and Tiffany Tolliver. You got time, Tollivers. And this is a power couple. They have trucking companies, Airbnbs. They have a Tarot uh, rental car. They have um, um, co consultation to help you get off the ground with your first Airbnb or your EIN numbers or logistics. Uh, so, or to even Tarot, if you want to tap into that. Toro. What mm -hmm. am I saying? Oh, Toro. I'm talking about collagen. Uh, Toro. So, you know, guys, just tap into them. You know, I'll make sure the information is on our website. Don't forget to check us out at truthandcoffeetime um, at gmail.com. Um, you see the shirt we represented, or you could do hello at diverselove.com. Our website is www.diverselove.com. 
dot com. I am ecstatic about this episode and just so grateful that you guys took the time out with us this early, early morning. We love y'all for real. And thank you everyone for allowing the Tollivers and the Hendershots to share our truth and some nuggets over a coffee. Or tea. <laughs> <laughs> or tea. <laughs> Thank you, friends, for hanging with us. We got you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And also, please follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Our social platform is at Diverse Love. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-E-L-U-V. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real. Okay, me. Take us out. It's Truth and Coffee time. Help me not think about all my lows. Think of who you are sometimes. Girl, you always on my mind. Looking like it's Truth and Coffee time. Tell me what you really want.